Hello and welcome to the Wallyback Fantasy Draft League podcast game week four review. Uh, I've got a belt of a show with two top, top and bottom managers on board. It's a spicy interview. All talk of wham, uh, corruption and transfers. Don't miss it in this week's podcast. Enjoy guys. There we are guys, game week four and what a week it has been for the league. Plenty of moving, obviously it's early days so there's always going to be movement in these first few weeks but wow, did we see some people drop and did we see some people rise like cream to the top. First off, thank you very much to my uh, two guests I've got on the show today. Very interesting interview with a very controversial manager and a very opinionated manager but nonetheless thank you very much for coming on and taking the time out to speak with me uh, you'll really enjoy this interview hopefully it will give some people an insight I know people were a bit annoyed of what's happened so far in the league with certain misconduct maybe um, maybe a bit of corruption that's what people's feelings were but hopefully with this interview it will kind of level that all out. But anyway, let's get back into it. Let's talk about the positions of this week. Number one, GOAT. Luke is on top. What a fantastic week he had. 70 points. 7-0. Unbelievable. No one is topping that. That is fantastic. He's two points shy of 200 points. Second place, Colin Roberts won. 57 points for me this week. I think I did fantastic bragging for myself because no one else is going to brag for me 187 points flying up there Gabby drafty McNabs dropped two spots an absolute shocker of a week for Gabby 27 points picked up overall 169 points then in fourth place we've got another riser I love Sue Perkins Thomas baby 31 points not the greatest of weeks pretty average on all but 154 points total he's doing great Philip Bale, number five, Earthwind Maguire, 41 points, 149 points total. Phil is doing well. He's slowly, steadily climbing up. That's what we like to see. We like to see that sort of progress. A shocker. I know, you still haven't heard his name and you still won't, not yet. In a joint fifth, I'm your manet, Carl Tolton. 45 points, fantastic result for Carl this week. He's finally off the bottom, 149 points. But let's talk about the fall from Grace. Now, I predicted that he'd be doing better this week, maybe challenging for the top. But the one merchants, whew, a solid 12 points picked up overall, 145 points. It wasn't Matty's week, but that has earned him and rightfully so dick of the week I couldn't give it to anyone else no one has scored lower than Matty yet I think if my memory serves me right that is lower and by half than anyone has ever scored the lowest amount of points and by half that is that's going to take some beating that is going to take some beating 
but manager of the week the one the only the goat absolutely made up for Luke you know he has been consistent the first four weeks sorry the first three weeks game week four 70 points you just that is just special so congratulations Luke well done and congrats to everybody else who has picked up places this week we go into the international break we look forward to what is to come Nothing really to talk much on about transfers. A little bit of gossip in the interview that we've had, so I won't reveal too much, but let's have a quick overview. So, waivers in Mores for Carl Tolton. Out went Neto. Coleman for Luke Mayer. Out went Walker. Bamford in for Enketia for myself. Gabby O'Halloran throwing the dice with Diaz. Suyan Chu for Lewis. Luke, that might have been a great decision. Well, I think that is it really for transfers. Oh wait, hang on. Free agents, Carl Tolton again throwing the dice. He's been doing that since game week one. Samedo in. He is into these hipster players. Let's only hope that these players do well for everybody. And Without any further ado, I will pass you over to the interview. I hope you guys enjoy. It's a bit of a long one. It's about 16 minutes long, so take your time, sit back, relax, enjoy. Grab yourself a drink, get yourself a coffee, a hot toddy, or a porn star martini, and enjoy. all 5G's fault anyway. Hey guys, welcome uh, along with me today. I'm interviewing Carl Tolton and Gabby O'Halloran, uh, two of the league's most interesting managers. Uh, one has seen a really good run of form as of recent. Slight dip, just like his favourite team in the last week. And we have bottom of the table, relegation battling, struggling, Superstars, Harry Maguire-esque, Carl Tolton with us in the studio today. Welcome, guys. Thanks, Ross. I just want to say I'm second bottom, not bottom. <laughs> Get out of it nice and early. You'll find the one merchant at the bottom of the league. Yeah, well aware of that. Thank you very much for that. I'm fifth place, mate. Fifth place fifth at the moment. Place. Well, Moving on up. That's uh, that's uh, that's great. Just before we get into the the meat and the crux of the the entire saga that's going on recently um, there's been a lot of chatter in the group about a bit of corruption a bit of ill feelings, people not getting the whole message across people feeling left out I would like to see your thoughts on how you think the league is going so far. Gabby can I get your thoughts first please? It's going, it's going, it's going well mate, just kind of trying to get a handle on a few point scoring and um kind of making sure everybody else is playing fairly and by the rules, you know, which is difficult to do. You kind of hope most people would have the common decency to kind of play in a level playing field, but it's not always like that, is it? Yeah, well, I mean, it's it's uh, it's almost true to life, isn't it? You know, it's it's all, almost mirroring uh, actual real-life football in, in terms of uh, big money clubs coming in and, and spending all the cash they can and then taking that 
taking that one or two year uh, transfer ban and then putting, it, putting in the cash again. Uh, Carl, I'd just like to see what your thoughts are so far on how the league's been the, the first few weeks, first few game weeks. I think uh, you guys make some very valid points. Uh, it's not a surprise to see the person at the top of the league is the person who's running the league and who has, you know, the, the GOAT is the man who's come out here. He controls the league. He has the rules. He's the person who should be informing people as when things are happening. He didn't show up today because he didn't want to defend himself, which I think is an embarrassment. Um, but yeah, I have to say, I think the league's going okay. It's been a slow start for my team. We, we've been unfortunate. We've had a lot of injuries go our way. We're getting a lot of unfair press thrown our way just because we've been able to spend smartly. I understand other people have wasted stuff in different ways, but we shouldn't be punished for, for you know, understanding how things work. Okay, yeah, I, I, yeah. I, I, I completely understand your view. Your, your viewpoint there but you were seen as a, an ambassador for the rules and the shining beacon for setting up the league as in you were you were the creator of this of this entire uh, sporting feat for the next uh, 30 40 weeks you know you that was you, the goat you, mate the goat set up the league you, you spearheaded this idea this is an idea born from your love and passion for com- competition now you you brought in the goat to uh, help manage and run the league because, as we all know, the goat has great experience with managing people. He does it on a daily basis. You know that's why that's why he's the doctor. So you brought him in to help run the league and help set it all up. But your job, your fundamental role, was to get information to people, and you know. After game week one, we had embargo gates. People thought they had restrictions on transfers. No one understood, uh, or very few people understood uh, transfer deadline dates and times. What's what's your response to those managers that were cheated out or feel cheated out of a, of, a, of a transfer? My response to that is. I didn't bring the goat in. The goat assumed the mantle. He wanted to run the league. The goat launched the league. I may have suggested that this would be a, a useful endeavour. I am still behind that I feel it is. I think people are enjoying it greatly. But the, the goat put it upon himself to run the league. It was never put upon me to tell other people how to play the game and what to be handed down. And as with anything, competitive advantage is born of knowledge and how much you're willing to put in. My favourite part of every transfer deadline day is when Man United get a phone call from Liverpool saying, hey lads, don't forget to buy someone. You know, so it's only fair that that would happen in this league too. It's, it's a shame that Goat didn't do that. Gabby, can I just bring you in here and, and just as a, as a, a neutral, uh, can I get your perspective on, on what's happened so far? Yeah, we're well, going back to week one, Ross, and um, Salagate. I just want to know how Carl feels about taking advantage of players who are and deliver tactics acceptable in this league. Yeah, that, that's a that's a very valid point, Carl. My response to that would be that um, trades, just like many other things in this game, are a skill. You put an offer in, it's on the other person to accept it. I made what I felt was a fair offer. He accepted what he felt was a fair offer. He's currently doing. Quite well. So, so just to just to 
just to confirm you you are happy with your exploitation of people with mental retardation. <laughs> I dispute that he has mental retardation. Back on Salah game. Once you had taken advantage of him, there was a lot of fury, but that was mostly pointed at Bib. We then said the transfer must stand, and you deliberately went against that and put that transfer offer back to Bib. That, yet again, was the request of the league, as you'll find from podcast week uh, one. It was exactly what was asked for and was backed, as the host himself did say. It's what had to happen. Uh, I, was happy I, I think the host happened. was mistaken, Carl. I think the host I, was mistaken. I mean, if you go back through... You have to ask the host, through, don't No, no, we have to go back through and we'll read through the transcript. But I think our legal representative in the league distinctly told you that the transfer must stand. And there was agreement with that that the transfer must stand. And you dangled it back in front of Bib, knowing that he would accept it. I think, Gab, if you were to look at how things have played out since these players' performances after this offer had been made, it actually would have been equal in points. Points are relevant, Carl. The conduct. So, so I think you'll find if, if the trade had have gone through and stood, it would have been equal in points for both, and therefore a fair trade. But I respect the will of the league and the will of the man who is hosting here now and many others. I understand your viewpoint, Gabriel. It was not as his is. But the viewpoints of the league were to reverse the trade. And that is what Bib wanted. And that is what happened. And in my notes here, Carl, are you going to apologize? Apologize for what? Okay, that's great. Thanks. Um, I want to talk about a little bit about managerial qualities that... Um, you have. I was going to ask you, you, yourself, Carl and Gabby, uh, but I think I'd like to see, Carl, what managerial qualities do you see Gabby has and Gabby vice versa? What does Gabby have as qualities? Yeah, I'd like, I'd like you You're to asking. rate the manager on the phone line. Well, rating seems a bit hard. What, what he's got is he's got, he's got nous, he knows how to play the game. He knows his way around what he's doing. He picks solid players. He doesn't take stupid gambles. He makes the right kind of choice and he picks good players. Mm -hmm. He's got a strong team. He's got one of the strongest teams in the league and they're doing well. And that's no surprise. Yeah. Gabby, can I, uh, can I get your thoughts on, on Carl's uh, managerial qualities so far? Yeah, well, obviously, he's a, he's a statistical man, so he's got a good... Um, statistical department behind him he knows um, the rules inside out and the best way to kind of get around them uh, obviously he's got no scruples whatsoever when it comes to kind of taking advantage of other people and um, you know trying to trade his players which he's clearly going to discard this week anyway and trying to get other people to kind of buy on deals kind of really you know them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I heard he was trying to take you to Neto, Ross. Mate, I ended up going to Little. Never mind that. I, I was, uh, that was I'll defend sad, that, that one too miss. if you like, boys. No, no. I'll defend that one as well you don't if you, have you like. To, you don't have to defend yourself. I mean, you've you've shown your true colours there. Player, so I was trying to get him to you. And of course, I was trying to get it in a way that was a fair deal for both sides. And we nearly got there. It was an honourable, solid, nice discussion. And we were both in agreement with it. Him being dropped. Well, that's here or there. Mm. I'll hold my. I'll reserve my thoughts on that one. Do you have a draft pick ahead of Ross again next time? Uh, do I have a draft pick ahead of Ross next time? I think so. I'm I'm sixth on the list. Currently. Yeah, you do. So you could. 
So you could um, pick Neto this week and drop your player, your big four Neto again, and keep doing the same thing week in, week out. Dropping Neto, getting Neto, dropping Neto, getting Neto, just so that Ross never gets it. I could do, but I, I don't intend on doing that. <laughs> okay. Uh, maybe I will pick him up actually he's got some good games good shout Gab yeah I think no problem mate I think the next you knew that though (laughs) gonna sign him right now I think the next game week is 16th 17th yeah 16th is the deadline for the next one so guys if you're listening 16th is the deadline 11am get your transfers get your waivers done early get them in that is your warning, and that is final. Okay. It won't be final. You're going to have to give Matt another warning. You're going to have to give him his email the day before, maybe a phone call on the day of. Matt's a busy man. Just as a just as a um, an observation, I, I've been watching your progress, or lack of progress, over the first few weeks, um, and I, I see you quite, like, struggling quite a bit at the bottom there. What's what's happened there? Why why are you struggling so badly? Struggling's a bit extreme, mate. I'm not that far away from you. I'm uh, picking up points every week, and I've got a team that's built for the long run. I have got, in my opinion, the best team in the league. I've got strength. My midfield is just ridiculous. When these players come back from injury, which they will at the international break, I've got a strong side, and my defense is really good too. Two solid keepers to switch in and out. All I need is Timo Werner to find some form, and uh, I'm going to head right to the top. Okay, excellent. Is it not that you've taken a gamble on a load of hipster players, Carl? There's two hipsters in there, Gab, and you know that as well as I do. The rest are all. You take Werner, gamble, um, Zaya, gamble, Abbott, yeah. gamble, Bale, Abbott's gamble. Abbott's in Nassau's team. Oh, is he? Sorry, yeah. I thought you had him. No, no, we, we were trying to do a deal about that, but uh, we all know what happened. Sorry, uh, Carl, obviously, you, you, you're saying all these uh, fantastic names at me. Um, they're all big, they've all been big in Europe the last season or two. Um, and I believe that you are a good manager. You know, on paper, you've got all the, all the qualities that a good manager has. And I know that because you've talked heavily in the past about your influences. Um, of managerial qualities, you, you look to your your inspirations. You said were Mick McCarthy, Joe Kinnear, and Martin O'Neill. Is that correct? Some of them are my heroes. Martin O'Neill and Mick McCarthy both did fantastic jobs and are not always easy, but a fantastic job to have in being either manager. Joe Kinnear, I'm less fond of. He's kind of the sign of death at Wimbledon. He also fucked up Newcastle a little bit, so less said about him, the better. Yeah. So who like Island for Carl, Mick McCarthy or Roy Keane? Roy Keane. So I mean, you can you can almost you can almost see in your performance that these managers really relate to you because like those managers, they really struggled with Premier League sides as well, and you're struggling right now. So what do you think you can do in the next few weeks to be at the top? Because let's face it. Your team are not robust enough for this. Predictions. Uh, I'm quite aware that this is going to be a long, long segment that I need to chop into bits. Uh, okay. It's going to be all about how they bed together. All I'm saying is just coming back from injury. The international break's coming a good time for me. 
let's talk to us around the 17th of October after that weekend. You're going to see a different side. Top three predictions for the end of the year. Gabby, can I get your thoughts first? Yeah, in no particular order, O'Halloran, Tolton, and there. Oh, wow. Okay. Uh, Carl? The big three. The big, the big three. The big three. Okay, great. I'd have to agree. History speaks for itself. Those three will be battling over the league at the end of the season. My second prediction is Collins is fired by December. The anonymous users. Um, hang on one second. So, uh, this this comes from an anonymous user uh, from the league, an anonymous manager. He wants uh, his identity to remain hidden. Uh, the message sent Pussy. to me, word for word, verbatim this is, how could you deliver that shit, shit sandwich to me? You are my best man at my wedding. Your support, you're supposed to have my back from Anonymous. It was written in some sort of um, Egyptian scroll. Uh, I couldn't quite make out the words, but I think that's what that's what it said. My answer to that, Moscow, would be that if you take the points tally as they are, it's negligible and it's a fair trade. He's a man of numbers, he should know this. He can look it up and he can see, but everything says it's a fair deal. It's not a fair deal, Carl, fucking hell. Just, we'll just touch briefly on um, on yourself, Gabby, and and how your performance has been over the four game weeks that have been played so far. Obviously, there was a, a, a very true-to-form dip, um, you know, mirrored your love of your team in real life Liverpool, and your performance dipped slightly, would you say? Uh, no, I think uh, Luke just had a really good week. 70 points is uh, pretty good for this draft league. But, you know, it's uh, it's not going to happen every week for Luke Mayer, is it? He's also uh, there's a couple of interesting trades coming up from Luke Mayer. That he's, uh, some pre-contract uh, agreements have been signed, so expect some big transfers to come out before the next um, next match day. Unless, obviously, he's an absolute snake and he goes back on his way. But I can't, I can't see him doing that. Hey, guys. Listen, thank you very much for joining me today. Um, it's been a great interview with you both. A great insight um, from two really interesting and polar opposite managers. Um, Carl, have you got anything final to say? Now, Tolton, I, I do have a, a question from an anonymous user. Um, one Nothing more than I hope for a fair and just league this season. Everyone, enjoy it. Yeah, I agree. Uh, Gabby, yourself? Uh, no, thanks for having me on, Ross. No worries. Uh, I'll get you. I'll get you both on in the, a few more weeks' time. I've got a few more managers to interview, but I'd love to get your thoughts again. Thank you very much, guys. guys for listening to the podcast i hope to speak to you in the group chat about all this shit and enjoy the rest of your weekend bye guys